Blog Talk Radio. segment of Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled The Mysterious Link Between Success and Stress. Why are we talking about this topic? Simple reason. When you talk about stress, you are dealing with how this topic phases you on a daily basis and there are techniques that you can use that will in essence take you out of your stress level so errors in course of action could be wasted by dwelling on them but wisdom is learning the lesson in the mistake successful people are those who continually think and talk about the things they want. Unsuccessful people are those who continually think and talk about things they don't want. When you think and talk about the things you want, you are calm, positive, purposeful, and self-directed. Plus, you are setting goals for yourself. You're looking towards the future, and you're getting focused on those things that you need to do to be successful. When you talk about the things you don't want, you're angry, frustrated, disappointed, and depressed. And the choice is always up to you. There are a lot of people who have low self-esteem and lack direction. And when that happens, What they try to do is they try to tear someone else down literally because it makes them feel better about themselves, especially when you have a parent that does not want to let go of you. They will use emotional abuse and negativity to control you. And then what happens is you Get that into your system, into your head, and you have to literally learn how to get rid of those negative thoughts and think more positively. You have to learn how to use the laws of attraction because when whatever you put out into the universe through your thinking is what comes back to you. There is an old saying, feeling listless, make a list, The starting point of eliminating stress in your life is for you to make a list of the goals of the things you want to accomplish in the next 12 to 24 months. The very act of making a list focuses your mind on the things you want and takes it immediately off of anything else. 
You cannot write down your goals and think of something else at the same time. One cancels out the other. One of the things that helps you stay focused when it comes to working on your goals is to look at these things as though they are something that can help you eliminate all of those things that truly help you grow and be in the positive. So look for ways that you as an individual can change all of those things that truly help you become the person that you truly want to be. And then take it and grow. So organize your goals in order to get stress relief. Because you know what? When you are disorganized and then you have a deadline on any project you're working, that's what creates the stress in your life. Arrange them in an order of priority and pick your most important goal on a separate piece of paper. Write your most important goal at the top of the page and then make a list of 10 to 20 things that you can do right now to begin moving toward your goal. Then select one item on the list and start on it immediately. What we're talking here is when you are goal-focused and you work on one goal at a time rather than multitask, then you're more likely to not only achieve it, but remember what it was and the reasons that you chose that goal to begin it to begin with. The little excuse is so powerful that it will amaze you the very act of writing out your goals, organizing them by priority, selecting your most important goal, making a plan to achieve it, and taking action on your plan will cause your negative stress to disappear, and will fill your life with the kind of positive stress that energizes you and drives you forward. So, a lot of what we're talking here also encompasses time management. Why are we talking about time management? Because when you have goals, when you have projects to work on on a daily basis that you need to achieve yourself, it's accumulative over time. You cannot willy-nilly work on something one day and neglect it the next day and still expect to achieve your goals. Focus and concentration. The antidote to stress is contained in the two words, focus and concentration. When you focus on the most important thing that you could possibly be doing today and 
the things that you want to get completed without all the stress so that it evaporates over time and that gives you the opportunity to achieve those goals that you want to. So remember this, all your positive energy begins work in your forward direction. And that positive energy that you put out also leads you to thinking in a more positive way, in believing in yourself, in believing in your abilities, in believing that you can achieve any goal that you set for yourself. Here's a simple formula for generating positive stress. It is for you to concentrate single-mindedly on one thing. The most important thing is to stay with it until it's 100% complete. And this is where staying focused and learning how not to multitask is the most important thing. Now, there are times when you would be multitasking, but not when you're working on a business, not when you're working with a client, and definitely not when you're working on your goals. In fact, sustained concentration effort on a high-value task releases energy, enthusiasm, and motivation in the direction of achieving that task and goal. Literally, what we're talking about here is goal setting and how to make the most of your goals so that you can achieve anything that you choose to achieve on an ongoing basis. For instance, if you are on a trip and you stop off along the way to see attractions, your goal, your end goal is the final place. But you usually take, understand that because you're traveling in a way that you are going to sightsee, then you appropriate the amount of time that it's going to take to see that thing. Because maybe you want to take your time, take a day here, take a day there, but you understand that what you're doing is you are learning the landscape, but you're focused on what you're doing for that moment of time. When you discipline yourself to work, to single-mindedly on a high-value task, and you stay at the task until it is complete, you actually get an endorphin rush that energizes you and gives you the overall sense of well-being and personal power. When you break down your end goal into smaller achievable goals, then each step of the way, as you reach that goal and you have done your best, then it, it gives you a, a feeling of excitement. Successful people have learned 
that a little trick to keep themselves operating at the very peak of their potential, they insist on working on big tasks that really make a difference. As a result, their mental, emotional, and physical energies are all harmonized, and they feel terrific about themselves. They are positive, motivated, and creative in everything they do. What happens is your emotions get so high that what's going on is that you're releasing those endorphins that give you that good feeling that you've achieved something and it gives you that sense of power. Look for the good. You turn stress into success by looking for the good in every situation. An attitude of positive expectations, constantly expecting something good or beneficial, even a valuable lesson, or is to be contained in every situation you face is a major source of positive energy. And because of the law of substitution, you can't be looking into the situation for something good and simultaneously feel negative for all or any reason. So think about that. The law of substitution. As long as you're focused on that project that you're working on and you get positive energy on it, then it does not allow you for any reason to have any negative feelings. The major forms of negative stress in your life revolve around blame, anger, resentment, envy, jealousy, and other negative emotions that preoccupy the great majority of mankind. The wonderful discovery is that you can short-circuit or dewire all those emotions by refusing to blame anyone for anything and instead accepting complete responsibility for everything you are and everything that happens to you. Repeat the words, I am responsible. I am responsible over and over to yourself when you ever face a problem or difficulty at all. We are responsible for our own happiness. If you're looking for it for something outside of you, you will never find it. I know someone that's constantly telling me, oh, I'm reading this one, I'm reading that one, that one, I'm whatever. She's always reading positive books. But at the same time, what does she do? She, whenever something happens, immediately she goes to the negative outcome. And yet, that's because deep down inside her, she expects the negative, and 
it's not just that you've got to tell your head, but it's something that has to be a part of your whole being, that you literally change your total outlook, that you learn to love yourself and respect yourself and accept yourself for your own limitations. And you know what you're capable and what you're not capable of. But if you truly believe that you can succeed, if you can get out of your own way, out of your own comfort zone, and literally believe that you can achieve anything, then you will do it. These words give you a tremendous sense of personal power and control. They make you feel that you are on top of your life and the situation rather than having the situation determining how you think and feel. Here's something to truly think about. These words give you a tremendous sense of personal power and control. So let's go back and see what these words are. What you need to repeat is, I am responsible. I am responsible. Because when you accept that you're the one that is totally responsible for how you feel in this moment, that, you, that everything is within you, you have the power to bring that out of yourself. And those people who are looking for a, a good time or happiness or whatever by being with someone, they're going to be very disappointed because, you know, each of us come with our own baggage. Each of us have our own experiences of things that we've done or things that we haven't done or, so, or fears that may be founded or unfounded. And what happens is that when you get two personalities together, they may really and truly fit each other but it doesn't mean that they're not going to clash. So if you learn that you're responsible for your own feelings and you can determine your own happiness, then you are well on your way to reducing the stress in your life and really believing that you can get to that point where you can succeed. Because believing in yourself and understanding that you have the control over whether or not you succeed determines how successful you are. Yes, there are times in business when you work with a partner and you have to depend on them to do their part. But, you know, if you are there to do your part, 100%, then you can get your partner to do their part 100% because they will mirror your behavior. Many people suffer stress because of worry. Worry is a sustained form of fear caused by indecision. Indecisiveness in any situation will translate into negative stress that trips you up it impairs your effectiveness. It will actually cause large parts of your brain to shut down and stop working for you in the attainment of your goals. 
the very best technique that I have learned to deal with worry is what one of the of my students called the worry buster. The worry buster consists of four simple steps that you can use when you face any difficult problem at all that, that is bothering you. And people that worry all the time are those that tend to be in a constant negative emotion, something that they don't understand, that they look at as something that they just don't know how to handle. So first, define the worry situation or problem clearly, preferably in writing. The best way to remember something is to constantly write it down. Keep a journal. These, this is something that is constantly put into someone's head, that journaling helps you to keep abreast of where you are today, what emotion you're feeling at that moment, and whether or not that emotion has a real base to it or whether it's an unfounded emotion that was passed along to you by something someone said to you early on in life that literally stuck in your head. On one side of the piece of paper, write out a clear definition of exactly why you are worrying. Proper diagnosis is 50% of the cure when you are causing you to experience worry or stress. Okay, when you know what is causing you to experience worry or stress, or stress, you almost always begin to see steps that you can take to immediately resolve the problem. For instance, Here's something that can cause someone stress, that in anticipation of a hurricane, not because they've experienced it personally, but because they heard or seen news coverage of times when there's such a destruction that someone was injured, that their fears create that stress, whether they have... It's founded or unfounded. And I can tell you from experience, having been in a hurricane, as long as you understand what methods to take to protect your home, you will do it. Same thing with fires. It depends on where you live and what happens because you never know when you can get caught up in a situation but understanding why you feel that way, because you know, someone who has had a bad experience in it, they don't realize what they're doing, but they are talking from experience that they've had and they worry and they create their own stress. But then what they also do is they turn around and they put that fear into someone who's never experienced it. And yet, 
they may have been that one person that had that bad experience, but yet there's 10 or 100 or 1,000 people that never experienced the same thing. So they may not have the same worry. So you need to understand where it comes from and how you can overcome it. The second step in the worry buster formula is for you to determine the worst possible outcome of your problem or situation. What is the very worst that could possibly happen? And let's It is important to understand that, yes, there's possibilities of what's the worst that can happen. But if you understand what the worst is, then you understand how you have not experienced that and you may never experience it. Whatever it is, write it down on the right-hand column next to your definition of the problem. Most worry is caused by resistance, a refusal to face the deal with the worst thing that could possibly occur if your worry situation were to happen. Once you have defined the worst possible outcome of the situation, much of your stress will be disappear and your mind will become calm and constructive again. What if you were going into a presentation and looking for the opportunity to put together a contract. What's the worst thing that can happen? You don't get the contract. And what happens if you don't get the contract? Then you go to the next project and you look at how you can put together a better presentation so you can get the product. That's what writing it down helps you happen, that you begin to see what all the possibilities are and how you can take it and turn it into a positive. The third step is the formula is for you to resolve and accept the worst that should it occur. Just say to yourself, well, if it does happen, I'll learn to live with it. Your decision to accept the worst, should it occur, eliminates all possible anxiety that the situation is a source of stress in your life. The fourth step in the worry buster formula is for you to begin immediately to do everything you possibly can to make sure that the worst does not occur. Now, you will begin thinking positively and creatively, looking for different things that you can do and actions that you can take to minimize the worst possible outcome, which means when you have to give a presentation, you practice it and you perfect it so that you know through every part of your being how you are presenting yourself and that you are giving yourself the best opportunity to succeed at anything that you have chosen for your abilities to finish. The only real cure for worry is always systematic, purposeful action of the achievement 
of the goal or the resolution of a problem. Get so busy working on your goals, on your solutions, that you simply don't have time to worry at all. And suddenly, all the negative stress caused by the worry is transformed into positive stress that drives you forward toward achieving something that you really want. So the last thing we're going to talk about is how to turn a negative into a positive. Turning negative stress or turning positive stress into negative stress is no mysteries. Negative stress is caused by having no goals, procrastinating, and putting off work on high-value tasks, blaming other people for your problems, and worry about things that are vaguely defined or about things you can't control. You turn negative stress into positive stress by setting clear written goals, organizing them by priority. You organize every hour of every day so that you're always working on high-value tasks. You motivate yourself to overcome procrastination by selecting the most valuable thing that you possibly can be doing by setting in on the one task and staying with it until it is done. You eliminate the positive stress caused by worry by defining the worst possible thing that can happen and then getting to work to minimize the worst possible outcome. Overall, you become a high-performance person by controlling your inner dialogue, by interpreting events so that you yourself are in a positive way, and by always accepting complete responsibility for everything you that happens to you and everything that you could possibly do to overcome and make sure that your
Uh, you're not going this morning? No, I'm not going today. Uh, I'm going up to my sister's today. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Have a, you have a nice weekend. Yeah, yeah, you too, and that before. Yeah. All right, well, I'll see you before, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm probably going to go exercise on the 4th, but they open up at 8, so I just tell them to come in. So they buy appointments at 8.30. Let me go exercise. I haven't yeah, done it in how many, we- how many weeks. Uh, yeah. And they were supposed to come this week. It didn't come, and I felt like, well, I'll just go on Friday, so. You know. Oh, you, you know Maria was here this week. She came, and she did remarry her first, her second oh, husband. Yeah. But I hope, I hope he doesn't pull on her what he did the first time. Well, you can only wait and watch, I guess. Yeah, I mean she's a sweet person, and I hate to see her be hurt again. Yeah. Okay. And I know she was depressed for two months after it ended yeah. the first. Right. So, anyway, okay. you have a nice day. Usual. I'm only getting my usual.
What do we talk about? Football, racing, sports. I'm across the street. Oh, I should have brought an umbrella. It would be just wild luck that it turns it. It rains.
How you doing? I was going to go exercise Monday and no one showed up for transportation. Hi. Hi, I'm telling you. Yeah. How you doing? You're not going away for the force this year? No, I'm going away the whole month, whole month, whole month, whole month. Going to Chicago or just family? So is it Chicago where you came from? Well, yeah, but I wasn't born there. I was born in New York. I just left New York at 17 and never went back. Tell you the truth, I've been thinking about moving back to the bad weather on the wall. Oh, Chicago. I'm used to big cities. Yeah. This is not a big city. No, this isn't. Florida's all a bunch of little suburban well, yeah, and that, and it built up because they they built communities like this. Yes, that's correct. And this is what made Florida. Otherwise, it'd be all Spanish. Let's put it that way. And if I had my brothers, I'd go back to Atlanta too. Biggest cities are easier to live. They well, really are. Well, you get better. You get better transportation, you get better things. And things are closer. They're not here. You can go 20 miles for something. It's really uh, But if you like suburban life, this is good because you get the warm weather. Yeah. But even like when people talk about my hand, I spend a lot of time in it. Don't call that a real city. No, it's not. It's it's. It's a, it's a, it's pockets of little cities that form a metro area. Yeah. But I mean, it does show that a mayor of Miami, a mayor of Dave, Miami, you got a mayor of this town, that's not No. He is a mayor of back in Miami, or you're not. And that's why it's all run so very differently. Thank you.
But I've always liked the Western part of the United States. Like, I'm one of the crazy New Yorkers. I love Nevada and Arizona and New Mexico and Colorado. I think they're beautiful country. Yeah, well, that's it, because what you're getting is the country. You're getting the mountains. You're getting the... You're not getting the flatlands like you are here. You know, a lot of, a lot of people who really live in Florida love the ocean and they use it every day. Yeah. But like I've talked to friends of mine, when's the last time you went to the beach? I said, oh, eight months ago. You know, we used to be in Florida. So yeah. That's really the draw here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we grew up in Savannah. We spent a lot of time on the beach, and I got all out, of, and I got water reset, so I don't go out in the sun that much anymore. So no, if if you don't, if you're not running to the beach, there's really nothing here. You know, it's it's mainly a place that seniors retire to that you know want a quiet life. That's it. And that's not me. The fact that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, the decision maker, and I can't make the choice where I live without having money to do it. And I have my mother really, but my, thinking about my mother, this is the safest environment for her. Yeah. Well, she's not down here anymore. Yeah, she is. She does so, it out full time. Oh, okay. She's in her own unit, but she's now from her. She don't like her. She's a child. I think personally, I think Florida's America's husband. I don't know what the hell it is. My father loved her. They came every winter. And I told her, I could just remember. And they lived in the Halliday. I said, you never ventured much further north than Hollywood. You yeah. really didn't come down this way. No. I said, you stayed in the metro. You might have been in Broward County, but you were really part of Metro Games. Yeah. But where she was, everything was close. Yeah, and here, I mean, unless you have a car to get to, I mean, at least when, when I do my big shopping, I have a neighbor that's nice enough to say, I'll take you to, I'll take you shopping so you can get what you, because I, I now have to get distilled water. I have to make sure I have enough in the house because I got to wear CPAP at night, and you got to use distilled water with it. Right. See, and it, that's not that to make it is like <laughs> you don't want to make it; you just buy it. And see, one reason I shop at Target is because public is overpriced. And 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 a couple of times that when I bought fruit there, that was that it was bad. No, that's that's why I shop at Target. I I do like their meat. I think their meat sauce. I don't think they have much variety, but they have whatever sells to I 
Yeah, when I wear this now, I can get my hand on the bar and move and get better range of motion. You know, so it makes a difference. Yeah, well, it's coming because of the dampness in the air. Will you be able to get the bus home? No.
you got to call someone and say how she's doing it.